All right, Exodus 23. Exodus 23, we'll start in verse 10, and we'll read through verse 13. We won't talk about it too much tonight, because originally uh, I was preparing to, to, to read a little further on and talk about some of these festivals, but I want to study about these festivals a little more. There's a lot of festivals that God commands of the Israelites in the Old Testament, and I'm, I'm, I don't know a whole lot about them, and so I want us to spend a little time on them. I think there's some, uh, some benefit there. We're not going to spend a lot, of, uh, a lot of time on them, but a little bit to understand at least what the significance was for the, for the Israelites and maybe some of the things that they uh, pointed to ultimately in Jesus Christ. And so I decided in trying to kind of rush uh, through them to just hold off and just wait until, until I learn a little more about them and was better prepared myself. So we will, Lord willing, next week uh, talk about some of these festivals in the following verses. But tonight uh, we'll focus on uh, verses 10 through uh, 13. So we'll pray and we'll get started. Father God, we come to you tonight and I pray that you just be with me as I preach and teach your word, dear Lord. I pray that uh, there will be something that will be read here tonight, God. Something uh, that we'll talk about that's going to uh, that's going to touch our heart, dear Lord, something that we need to hear. I pray that the Holy Spirit will just do the work, dear Lord. I pray that you hide me behind the cross, and I pray that you help me not to ramble on, dear Lord, but to, but to make sense. And I pray, God, that as we, as we talk about Sabbath and rest tonight, dear Lord, that uh, ultimately we don't lose sight of where our rest is found, and that is in Jesus Christ. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And the last... Uh, few things that we've looked at in Exodus, we've seen some, some very practical advice as dealing with civil issues and things uh, that would have gone on that the Israelites were to do. And uh, tonight we're going to look at some verses that talk about uh, different Sabbaths. Now, there were a lot of Sabbaths that the uh, Israelites were to observe in the Old Testament. Uh, at the end of Exodus, in chapter 31, uh, God tells Moses to remind the people, or God reminds them, I should say, that uh, the Sabbath was a covenant between God and the Israelites. Uh, it was something that the Israelites were supposed to keep, and there were lots of them. Uh, the Sabbath in the days of the Israelites, uh, the, the weekly Sabbath, I should say, would have taken place uh, from, from sundown on Friday till sundown on Saturday. Uh, that is the time, at least in our, in our time frame, our Friday and Saturday, there were no Fridays and Saturdays then, but in our time frame, that's the time that it would take place. And the Israelites would observe those weekly Sabbaths, but there were also other Sabbaths that they were to observe throughout the year. There were other festivals that they were to observe throughout the year. Uh, but there was also, as we see tonight, uh, a Sabbath rest for the land that they were going into. In verse 10, it says, Sow your land for six years and gather its produce. But during the seventh year, you are to let it rest and leave it uncultivated so that the poor among your people may eat from it and the wild animals may consume what they leave. Do the same with your vineyard and your olive grove. Now, this may seem like a strange command that God would give to them to not cultivate their land for a while. Uh, but in a practical sense, I think that there is some practical application here for sure. That is, it probably did the land well to take a break. I've seen people that garden do that. They don't garden in the same spot every year. They may give the land a chance to have a break. The land won't produce as well. 
Uh, so perhaps there is a practical reason for this, uh, that God was giving, giving them this command. He also says that on the seventh year, not only are they not to plant anything, but whatever comes up that the, uh, that, the, that the poor are supposed to eat that. The wild animals are supposed to eat that. Now this is not an <coughs> uncommon thing. We see this, this, this idea of a Sabbath rest, this idea of the poor coming and taking what's left over. Uh, we see the idea of, of not harvesting the edge of your field so that the poor uh, can come in and they can glean from that. We see that repeated several times in the Old Testament. Uh, probably the most famous example of that gleaning, someone coming in and taking the edges of the field and what's left would be the story uh, of Ruth that we see. Uh, she goes in and she gleans from uh, Boaz's field and we see uh, that story and what that led to and how that story unfolds. If you've never read that story, I would encourage you to. It's a beautiful story. Uh, you can also, if you want to read more about this Sabbath rest and you want to read more about the land and the, and the letting it rest and giving uh, the food to the poor, you can read in uh, Leviticus chapter 23, uh, verse 22. You can read in Leviticus chapter 25, the first few verses there, and it talks a little more about it. Let's do that. Let's turn to Leviticus chapter 25 and read uh, those first few verses. And it just kind of uh, explains uh, a little more of what we just talked about. Leviticus chapter 25, verses 1 through... Well, we'll just read for a little ways till we stop. Leviticus 25, starting in verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai, speaking to the Israelites, or excuse me, speak to the Israelites and tell them, when you enter the land I am giving you, the land... The land will observe a Sabbath to the Lord. You may sow your field for six years, and you may prune your vineyard and gather its produce for six years. But there will be a Sabbath of complete rest for the land in the seventh year, a Sabbath to the Lord. You are not to sow your field or prune your vineyard. You are not to reap what grows by itself from your crop or harvest the grapes of your unfended vines." It must be a year of complete rest for the land. Whatever the land produces during the Sabbath year can be food for you, for yourself, for your male or female slave, and the hired hand or foreigner who stays with you. All of its growth may serve as food for your livestock and the wild animals in your land. So there would be some, some crops, some things that would, uh, that would grow on their own, and God said these things are to be uh, what you eat and what your animals are to live on, but you are not to plant anything and reap that for yourself. Perhaps God was just building trust with the Israelites. He was telling them that he was going to take care of them, uh, to not worry that they just needed to trust in him. Uh, perhaps it was a, a testing of their faith to trust him more. Perhaps it was a practical uh, reason for it. Uh, there could be many reasons for this. Uh, these are a couple of things that come to my mind as I read this text. But obviously God commanded the Israelites to do that, and so that's something that they needed to do to let the land rest. In verse 12, he says, uh, Do your work for six days, but rest on the seventh day, so that your ox and your donkey may rest, and the son of your female slave as well as the foreign resident may be refreshed. 
Now, this is good practical advice here, too. On the seventh day, the people needed to rest so the animals could rest, so the people could rest, so that they could be refreshed. Uh, This is a good thing. Rest is a good thing for us today. Uh, God knows that we need rest. We are human beings. We get tired. We wear out. It's very important for us to try to seek a time of rest. God saw that for his people then, and God sees that for his people now, I believe. And I believe uh, that there is a time to rest, in particular for the Israelites. Let's not forget that they just came out of slavery. Uh, They had been enslaved for many years, and so they had been working very hard. They definitely needed uh, the time to rest. He says in verse 13, Pay strict attention to everything I have said to you. You must not invoke the names of other gods. They must not be heard on your lips. Now, God repeats a lot of things as he's, as he's telling them to the Israelites. He repeats some things that he said before. He is warning them. He is preparing them. He is making sure that they don't, that they don't turn to other gods, that they don't worship other gods, that they don't turn from him and begin to worship idols and things that are going to turn them from him. Because God knows that if they begin to worship false gods, they are not gods at all. If they begin to worship false gods, those false gods cannot hear them. They cannot see them. They cannot help them. In essence, the Israelites would be calling out to something that didn't exist. There would be no benefit to them. But God greatly desired to take care of them. He desired to prepare uh, and provide for them what they needed. And God was saying, look, don't call out to these these false gods that don't even exist because they can't provide for you. But call out to me. I delivered you from the land of Egypt. I want to provide for you. I'm leading you into the promised land. And that's what this uh, command was from God to let the Sabbath, uh, let the land rest on the Sabbath year, every seventh year. This was not a command for the Israelites to do here and now where they were, but it was a command pointing them forward to the promised land. That when they got into the promised land, that they were to follow this command that was to take place. This is not a command for you and I. This is a command for Israel. Obviously, we don't live in the promised land from thousands of years ago like the Israelites did. Uh, But for them, uh, God put these uh, laws of rest in place that they were supposed to abide by. But we find our rest not in a day of the week, but we find our rest in Jesus Christ. If you turn to Hebrews chapter 4, the author of Hebrews talks about this. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 8. He had been speaking about rest in the verses leading up to this. And when we talk about Sabbath rest, it's pointing to a bigger picture. Yes, there are days that we need physical rest. There were days that the Israelites uh, were to hold these Sabbaths where they weren't to do uh, certain things, where they were to rest. But for us, we find our rest in the Lord Jesus. In verse 8 of Hebrews chapter 4, For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. Therefore, a Sabbath rest remains for God's people. For the person who has entered his rest, that's Jesus, has rested from his own works, just as God did from his. Let us then make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall into the same pattern of disobedience." Uh, We see that the people of of Israel, as you read the Old Testament, uh, they didn't do very good of following God's instructions. 
Uh, they didn't do very good at, 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 uh, at, at, at adhering to these Sabbaths. They didn't do good at listening uh, to what God told them. They were uh, disobedient. Uh, we don't want to be like the Israelites in that way. We don't want to be those who are disobedient to, to what God calls us to. Most importantly, not to follow the letter of the law, but to follow Jesus Christ. Not to find uh, the rest necessarily in one day of the week, but to find rest in Jesus Christ every day of our life. And ultimately, we will find the ultimate rest when we are with him for all of eternity in Jesus Christ. There may be some of you today who are looking for rest. You may just need to take a nap. You may need physical rest. Uh, you may need rest in Jesus. You may have stresses and burdens and worries. And you need to take time and you need to go to the Lord and you need to rest in Jesus Christ. And he will give you a better rest than anything that you could ever imagine when you fully trust him. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and I pray uh, that you just would bless these words that we read, dear Lord, as we read about this stuff for the Israelites. It's kind of tough, dear Lord, for me to wrap my head around some of these commands that you give them. But help us to understand, dear Lord. Help me to understand and help uh, each one of us understand uh, what we can about all these festivals and these Sabbaths, dear Lord, and what we make of them. Dear Lord, they were good for your people. We know they were because you commanded them to do it. So God, I pray that you just help us to understand what we need to understand in your word. And the stuff that's kind of hard to understand, uh, help us not to, not to worry too much about it, dear Lord, but to focus on what we know. And what we know is Jesus Christ. What we know is that he takes our burdens and that he gives us rest, dear Lord. We know that he, he, he gives us everything that, that the law that you gave to the Israelites could never give us. We know that he accomplished everything, dear Lord. So let us seek Jesus Christ. Let us know that he is your son. Let us live for him. Let us follow him. Let us find rest in him, dear Lord. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.